These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We have a wonderful guest in store for you. I'm really looking forward to having a, a very interesting conversation with her. I think you're going to enjoy this show. It's going to be fun. But first, of course, we have my little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. Uh, available at everydayawakeningbook.com. And so this section is entitled, Relationships are about the relationship we have with ourselves. Most of us spend a lot of time on our relationships. We work hard to make them work. Yet there is one relationship we often forget and should not neglect, the relationship with ourselves. We often feel that if someone breaks up with us, there is something wrong with us. Sometimes our parents don't agree with this, and we wish we could make them see our side and believe in us. Sometimes our friends do not treat us the way we want to be treated, and we think it is our fault. In all three of these situations, we can easily forget what is most important, the primary relationship that affects all others. The key to having good, a good relationship with anyone else is the relationship we secretly have with ourselves, how we are really feeling about ourselves. How do we talk to ourselves? How do we treat ourselves, especially when no one is looking? These are the important things to look at. They determine how we show up in the world. They underlie all of our interactions with other people. Before we can have a strong relationship with another human being, we must first have a strong relationship with ourselves. We must show up for ourselves, take care of ourselves, value ourselves. For if we do not, if we do not do any of these things, no one else will. How could they? How could someone else treat us better than we treat ourselves? If someone did treat us better than we treat ourselves, would we even be able to accept it? We do not feel worthy, confident, or at peace. If we do not feel worthy, confident, or at peace, how can being with someone else make us feel these things? It can't. People can only distract us if we have an un can only distract us if we have an unsettled feeling inside. 
most of us at times use our relationships to find what we are missing in ourselves. Yet it is a frustrating endeavor because no one else can fill us up. Only we can fill up our own cup. Only we can give ourselves the acceptance we so look for. Only we can give ourselves the love, the kindness, and the appreciation we so crave. When we do, others can see it in us. They are drawn to it and they reinforce it. When we truly love ourselves, it becomes easy to find love. And when we don't, we just give it to ourselves. No one wants to be lonely and alone all the time. Yet when we start by improving our relationship with ourselves, all other relationships improve without effort, without intent. When we are truly good with ourselves, then we naturally are good with others. Can you see where your relationships are reflecting your relationship with yourself? Are there places you can have a better relationship with yourself? So I wrote this section uh, a while ago. And I, I mean, this section I consider like one of the core sections of the book. Because, and, and this really comes from having seen in my own life and in my friends, I've had so many people come to me over the years and, and, and consult with me about their intimate relationships, their partnerships, their business relationships. And over the years, I've really learned and come to see that ultimately, it's all about the relationship we have with ourselves. Um, because I've seen somebody and, and they have some problem in the relationship and then they break up with the person and then they don't do any of their own internal work. And then they carry all the baggage with them to the next relationship. And suddenly they're having the same after a few, you know, a few weeks, a couple of months, who knows how long they start having the exact same problems again in the relationship. And of course they are because we haven't changed ourselves. <clears throat> Again, this is something that I learned a lot about myself. I mean, given that my wife is a psychotherapist and, and, and the two of us do a lot of internal work, I mean, for us, it's, it's, it's kind of like we're, we're working on ourselves all the time. But I really saw how when I was better with myself, when I was feeling better to just be okay in my own skin, suddenly people started responding differently to me. I started showing up differently and, and people recognized that and they started treating me differently. And so this is really one of those sort of heartfelt sections of, of having gone through it myself. I really hope people can hear this that if you're having challenging relationships, regardless of whether it's, it's your, your immediate family, your, your intimate relationships, your business relationships, your careers, even acquaintances, the relationship that's most important in our life, most important is the one we have with ourselves. And when we get that relationship right, when we start accepting ourselves and loving ourselves and being kind to ourselves and gentle with ourselves, then all the other relationships work out. 
And, and if you don't believe me, just give it a try. You know, just, just take this next week between now and my show next week and just do a little review. Look at your relationships. Look at where you've had challenging relationships in your life and see if there's not something for you to work on your own relationship with yourself around that. And look in your life about how, when you've changed the relationship with yourself, how have other relationships changed? I, I, I can't tell you enough like how important I feel this is. And I really hope that you, you all really get this and take this to heart. And, and just try putting it into practice. You know, especially if there's anyone out there who's single, maybe you just broke up with someone, maybe you have trouble, like just work on the relationship with yourself first before you go into another relationship. Because you know what? You're always bringing yourself with you. Doesn't matter who the other person is. You're always bringing yourself with you. So if you get that relationship right, the one with yourself, and things get, get really beautiful in life. All right, so that's my section of the book. It's entitled, the, the, the Relationships Are About the Relationship We Have With Ourselves, and that's from my book, Everyday Awakening, and you can get that at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. All right, so now um, let me get to introducing uh, my guest, someone I've been looking forward to having on the show for a while um, because I just, I love the topic. So it is my pleasure to welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, um, plant spirit healer, shamanic teacher and author, Emma Farrow. Emma has held plant diet retreats and ceremonies in England and Wales since 2016, helping people awaken their eternal spirit. Emma has been initiated into indigenous healing and magical lineages of the British Isles and the Ecuadorian Amazon, an interesting juxtaposition there, and has trained in, germ in geomancy, pranic healing, I've had pranic healers on my show before, and psychic surgery. She runs the plant consciousness apothecary and a remote healing practice. She holds a master's degree in the preservation and development of wisdom, culture, and the art of liberation in the Tibetan Buddhist Mahayana tradition, writing her thesis on understanding the nature of self through lucid dreaming. We definitely have to talk about that. Emma co-founded Plant Consciousness, the groundbreaking London event about the conscious intelligent world of plants and trees. And uh, she's re recently written the book, Journeys with Plant Spirits. And it is my pleasure to welcome her to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Emma. Oh, thank you, Sam. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it, it's absolutely a, a pleasure to have you with us. Um, you know, I, I love talking about plants and nature and, and, and any of these related topics because I know there's so much wisdom and, and so much available to us there. And I think that you know, sometimes it, it's so easy and so common to like just uh, uh, not really give it much thought, right? Because plants are part of our diet, right? They're just something we eat. Uh, we have pretty flowers growing in our garden and, and we 
to, and, and because, you know, we can't get the same interaction like we do with a dog or a cat, we think that there's not much to that consciousness, but that actually is not the case, is it? Not at all. And, and it's really interesting that you started the show with, with that beautiful section from your book, because plants teach us how to be human. They teach us about our relationship with ourselves. And so they reflect our consciousness back at us so that we can see quite clearly where we're not kind of showing up, where we're kind of still holding on to old stuff, where we're not kind of relating to others because we're not relating to ourselves correctly or, or rightly. So, so yeah, plants, plants are really great teachers like that, all of the plants and trees. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember somebody once told the story um, about being in recovery. They, they had been, I think, an alcoholic or something like that. And, and they wanted to go into a relationship. And, and the counselor was like, you know what? First get a plant. First get a plant and take care of a plant and see if you can keep it alive for six months. And, and, and then it was like, okay, you're able to do that. Okay, now get like a pet, get it like a cat or a dog, see how you do with that for the next six months. And then after that, then you're ready to get into a relationship with another human being. And I just thought that was so beautiful, right? Because yeah. if we can't even keep a plant alive for six months, how are we going to be with another human being? Mm, absolutely. And it teaches you so much caring for something else in that way, making sure it's okay and checking in on it. But there's a, a deeper relationship you can have with that plant. Um, yeah. There's a deeper relationship you can have with your pets as well. You know, cross-species communication is not just limited to plants. Right. So, so yeah, you can actually have a conversation with your plant and your pet dog, uh, just as you could with your, your partner. So, so, yeah, there's a lot to learn there. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Listen, I, I want to take our first break. And, and when we come back, I actually want to start talking about what got you interested in, in plants? Like, like, how did it speak to you maybe at a young age that kind of put you on this path? Um, and, and, and like what that journey was like, because I know for myself personally, like, I, I've always had an affinity with plants and trees in particular, I, I, I always like, not necessarily I'll verbally communicate them, but I remember even as a kid, I always thought of trees as like these other beings there, like keeping an eye on us. So, um, so let's do that when we get back from break. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. And I see a loyal listener, Patty, checking in uh, from Montana to this week. Wonderful, Patty. I hope our other loyal listeners will be checking in soon. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook with our Facebook Live video. And we will be right back with our guest, Emma Farrell, after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Emma Farrell, author of the book, Journeys with Plant Spirits. So Emma, what got you interested in plants? Where did this come from? Well, um, like you mentioned earlier, you know, about us all having our favorite trees, et cetera. I think, you know, as a child, I had my favorite apple tree that I would always kind of go and sit in um, if I was having a bad day or, you know, been told off or something. And so, um, you know, my father also gardened a lot, grew our vegetables, etc. We had a beautiful big garden. And so he always taught me about the plants. But then as I grew older, you know, we kind of explore our spirituality in lots of different ways. So I did yoga for a long time and, um, and I've always been interested in meditation and how the mind works. And so, um, yeah, as I got older, I, I lived in the Middle East for a while and, and in the desert and realized that. Oh, I was really? Born. Where in the Middle East? I lived in uh, Dubai for when oh. I was in my 20s. And okay. um, so but I, I lived kind of on the edge of Dubai. So I lived in the desert and, and I realized how unhappy I was being a, away from my nature, you know, the seasons and all the beautiful plants we have in the countryside and, and, I, and I was in depression and didn't realize it was this lack of nature until I moved back to Europe. But it was, um, it, I was doing my master's degree in Italy and um, being happy back in nature, et cetera. But, but it wasn't really until um, I um, had an experience with an African root plant, an African root called Iboga, which is a, a psychoactive plant. Yeah. But, um, and, and, and that really made me realize that the power of plants and how much they can help us on our spiritual path. 
And even though I did work with ayahuasca as well, et cetera, and, and other beautiful psychoactive plants like San Pedro, it was really our common native plants that really kind of took me into a new, a new place in terms of my spiritual development. And so I combined working with the plants with meditation practice from my Buddhist training, um, you know, and, 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 and yeah, it just kind of flourished from there, just getting, getting to know the plants and allowing what I did was I allowed the plants to heal me. I had a lot of heat. We all have a lot of healing to do. You know, we have a lot of inner work to do. And I realized that the plants can help all different plants help in different ways and with different aspects of that. So yeah. yeah, I allowed them to do that so I could understand them better. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I've heard many sort of plant medicine facilitators say that, you know, the, the plants have their own intelligence. You know, we tend to not always think about plants as being intelligent, but they have their own intelligence. And when you work with them, like they can really reveal things about ourselves, going back to the relationship with ourselves, that that can really heal us and help us to get past trauma and stuff like that. It, you know, it was funny to hear you say you had a favorite apple tree because when I was a little kid growing up, we had some summer property upstate, and there was this crab apple tree in front of the little bungalow we that that was on our property, and I used to climb on that as a little kid, and it was like my favorite tree to climb, it's the way it was. Um, I'm curious, you know, you, you have, you said how you got into yoga and you, you, your, your master's in, in Mahayana Buddhism, were you kind of raised in a very spiritual environment? Was there something that kind of put you on your spiritual path or was it just something that sort of naturally evolved over time? No, I was brought up Catholic, actually. And I just didn't get it. <laughs> I really liked Jesus and I always wanted to be a healer like Jesus. But but actually, I didn't really get the rest of it. It just didn't make sense to me. I just felt more alive. I didn't feel alive in the church every Sunday. I felt more alive when I was outside, you know, exploring nature. And so and so for me, it was more of a case of. Um, it wasn't really the spiritual input or lack of it really as a child. It was more a, a case of, I felt very boxed in, in my mind. I was always, even when as a child, I was doing single pointed meditation and I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that I had to improve my mind because I felt boxed in. And then as I got older, I started to understand what that was. Oh, that's conditioning. Oh, that's, that's my kind of preconditions. Oh, that's something I, you know, that's something I've picked up from my parents. Oh yeah. That anxiety is not even mine. Okay. And so I could kind of start picking through all of these things and, and then starting to expand my consciousness. And so and my mind and I started to feel freer I was like, oh, this is what is like really helpful in life, not just believing in something that's outside of myself, but actually believing in what's inside of me. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And so then I recognized that, you know, the plant that, you know, as my spirituality developed and my relationships with nature and the plants developed, I realized that, you know, we, we are nature. We are just as much, uh, you know, of the earth as the plants and trees. And so therefore, this is what we need to get to know. You know, not something I, I have a, just a concept of that somebody's told me about. I wanted a direct experience, <laughs> you know, and so that that was the key for me, really. Right, right. And, and, and so, uh, you know, you like myself have had experiences with, with these psychoactive plants that, that open us up and, and make us sort of more sensitive to the, the livingness of nature around us. 
But you work a lot with plants. It's not necessarily on the psychoactive part. Like, but you work with plants that just regular normal plants make things we find in our garden, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you know, I owe a lot to those amazing teacher plants, um, but they, they really taught me a, a lot. Um, but, but yeah, once I'd had that conversation with the aboga spirit and realized I can sit and have a conversation with a plant spirit, I was like, well, okay, that's great. That's a beautiful plant, but that's an African plant. I don't really know that country. I've never been. So I was like, what are my plants and trees going to tell me, you know? And so therefore I just kind of started applying the same methodology and, you know, we have our own psychoactive uh, mushrooms here. And so we've Mm -hmm. got our own medicine of our lands too, but I wanted to find out what our common native plants and trees have to, to teach us. And it's, it's just, uh, I mean, the healings you get from the common and, and can experience from the common native plants and trees, like the oak, the dandelion, the fireweed, uh, the rose, etc. cetera. Um, these are really powerful plants. And so, yeah, when we, we can have just as much of a psychedelic experience with a common native tree, believe it or not, as with, um, you know, these, these other teacher plants. And so I started working with this, the spirit of the plants. So working at, so just as we have a physical body and a metaphysical aspect, so do the plants and trees. They have a physical body, but they have a metaphysical aspect. So they have this eternal spirit aspect, just like we do. And so, and so in my work, I'm trained in the Celtic tradition. And so in my work, the, the soul is, is the aspect of us that's kind of, a, um, you know, just for this incarnation. And so the soul forces, the elemental forces of the earth, give us the earth body, give us our personality, give it, etc. But then through that comes the eternal spirit. And, and it's this aspect of the, the plants and trees that I work with. So when you get to know that aspect, which is more of the you know, it's not, it's not just the spirit of the plant, it's the spirit of the species of the plant. Mm. And so, so you, you know, you've got your Fatsia japonica in your house, but, and you can communicate with the personality of that plant, absolutely. But then there's a species overarching Davic spirit of Fatsia japonica, and that's the, they're the, that's the level of, of spirit that I'm talking about. Mm. And so when you get to know that level of the plants and trees, then you're really kind of working, you can heal at a spirit and soul level. And so, and therefore, then at an emotional level as well. And so when you're healing at that level, over time, it filters down to the physical, obviously, because um, it's the emotions that underlie our issues and dis-ease in our bodies. And and it's that level that we need to be working at. And quite often, you know, if we're dealing with something chronic or something that's quite big in our life, it's usually past life. Um, and so we need to be working at that spirit and soul level um, to, to really help sh- people to shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if you have a, a succulent plant in your home versus uh, a philodendron versus a rhododendron versus a flower plant versus this, they all have their own sort of energy to that. They all have their yeah. own sort of, uh, uh, um, personality, well, 
Yeah, I see it more as like a bandwidth of frequencies. Yeah, in a kind of a mundane way of explaining it. It's, it's right. like a bandwidth right. of frequencies and every plant and tree is unique, just like every human is unique. There's similarities and there's kind of, um, you know, commonalities, but, but everybody is unique and every yeah. plant and tree is unique. And so there are certain frequencies that can help us with our imbalances and rebalance us back to nature. So if we've got an imbalance in, in say, our kind of, um, we've got bad habits, for example, that we just can't break, then say dandelion is really amazing at helping us to break habits. And so, you know, so they, there are certain plants and trees that help us on an emotional and a, a spirit level, um, you know, for, for the particular issues that we've got. I'm curious. I, I've heard, I haven't read the book myself. I'm trying to remember the name, but there was a book that was published about studies that they had done where they looked at plants and they found that the, the cells of plants not only absorb light, but they transmit light, that there are these mm -hmm. cell receptor sites. And then they took a look at the cells in animals and they found the same thing. And then they took a look in humans and they found the same thing. So that literally we're, we're receiving and transmitting light constantly. Absolutely, biophotons. So we have biophotons at the center of all of our cells and so do the plants. And so when we talk about ourselves that we're light beings, we literally are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And science is starting to back that up and, and show that, yeah, this is the case. It's not just some woo-woo thing, um, that it's yeah. actually good. Uh, all right, time for us to take another break. I see Patty is really enjoying the conversation and uh, loyal listener Sanaya also uh, tuning in today and enjoying it. Um, so let's take a break. And when we come back, I just want to learn a little bit more about like what made you decide to really focus on this like as a career to start offering uh, a stuff around plants and and then what more we have to learn from it okay emma okay awesome so everyone please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we will be right back after these messages Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time 
on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So Emma, your um, thesis was on lucid dreaming. Um, uh, I'm curious, how has the, the work you did on lucid dreaming informed the work that you do with plants? Well, okay, so when we learn to lucid dream, which is when we become consciously aware that we're dreaming while we're still in the dream, Mm-hmm. What that does to your psychic abilities <laughs> is that it really expands them. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you're doing is you're awake within your subconscious mind. So you can do a lot of work within that. So, so when people are learning to lucid dream, having the first lucid dream is a big kind of like hurdle for people to get over. You know, you're trying to get lucid and people, there are many, many techniques to, to learn how to do it. And, and there are certain plants as well that can help you to get there, like uh, mugwort, Artemisia vulgaris is our dreaming plant, and you have it in the States as well. Oh. And um, it's, it's an amazing plant to help you to, to get lucid in your dreams. And what this does is it, become, it makes you, when you, the more you lucid dream, it helps you to become more sensitively, more psychically sensitive. Hmm. And so it awakens your inner vision to a really kind of strong degree um it awake because you've shattered certain paradigms within yourself that you can exist outside of your body very easily in fact probably better than when you're in your body um you know you can um you can you don't have to remain as a human you can change into a bird and fly somewhere so you're really shifting a lot of kind of constructs within yourself and so then when you apply when you come into the plant world then you're playing in a much bigger playground with the plants because you're in a much bigger psychic space with the plants and you can therefore understand the plants on a, on a deeper level because you, you kind of, you just have a much more acceptance that uh, plants can be conscious. You know, it just seems to be a natural step. It, was, it wasn't something that I had to kind of really convince myself about. It was, you know, I had a, a, an experience of talking to a plant spirit and having a conversation with it. It's like, oh, yeah, of course you can do this. You know, and so, um, so yeah, it just, it, it just informed my work with the plants, really. And so was there like a turning point? Was there a point where you said like, I need to make working with plants the, the focus of my work because you've done many other things before. Like, I'm curious what got you to say like, okay, this is what I really want to focus on and bring out to the world. I just saw the huge potentiality, you know, uh, I've, I've moved through a lot of big stuff in my life. I've cured myself of, of deep autoimmune issues um, with plants um, I've worked through a lot of past life trauma. I've worked through a lot of trauma from this life. So uh, purely with our plants, our, our common native plants and trees. 
And so the potentiality for that was just, oh, okay, you know, everybody can get on board with this because everybody loves nature and it, we need it. I, I just felt that people needed it so much. And it wasn't, I didn't need to convince people that much, you know, that nature's good for you. Um, yes. So so for me, that, that was a real kind of, you know, and I just, I'm a triple Virgo. So for me, I just realized <laughs> that, you know, this is where I'm meant to be. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it, got it. Um, I, I'm curious, what was the, like, when you initially started doing this, what was people's reaction? I mean, as you mentioned, it's like, everybody knows, like, it feels good to be in nature. But when you started to actually really teach people, like, how to work with plants, how to use plants to support you on your, your physical, emotional, and spiritual path, like, how, what was people's reaction to it? Was Was it? shock was it surprise was it oh yeah this makes sense well it's really interesting because um back in 2014 when i started running the big event in london plant consciousness people did think i was a little bit bonkers (laughs) 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 however 350 people turned up so that's for the uk that's not bad you know i know you have huge numbers in in the us to events but in the uk that's not bad and so, um, so and, and everybody who came to the event was like, oh, thank goodness for this event. I thought I was going mad. My family think I'm nuts because I'm talking to the trees. My garden started talking to me, you know. Uh, and so people felt that it was such a great community of people, of like-minded that we brought together. Since that time, I've seen that like there's been a huge amount of scientific studies done on, on how trees communicate, particularly through the mycelium network, through the, um, the, the volatile um, chem- oils and chemicals that they emit um, into the air. And so it's become more mainstream that trees communicate. My work is more shamanic and I'm working with the spirit of the plant, but the leap wasn't as big. And so, um, so, so this kind of idea of, of plant spirit communication and plant spirit healing just became kind of uh, more accepted across time actually and so now um now people really want to learn about it now that we've been through like the the crazy past few years and every many people have realized that they need more nature other people have realized okay i mean i need a deeper relationship with nature and so people are just now seeking me out to kind of help them um, establish that for themselves and also bring them the healing that they need and that that's the most important thing so so yeah i think it's just become you know i think in this great consciousness shift that we're going through it's just part of that this a great awakening right. Um, right. that it's just more and more acceptable yeah, I, I see on the Facebook Live, Patty says Dame Judy Dench did a special on PBS on trees and she listens to their heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't seen that one myself, but but yeah. I love Dame Judy Dench. She's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so what got you to finally write your book, Journeys with Plant Spirits? What, what sort of said, like, I need to put a book out there and like, like reach more people this way? Yeah, well, it, it's kind of... Um... It encapsulate. I just wanted to encapsulate the, the 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 kind of the first part of my work. I just felt it was just really important to just have the plants speak. They wanted to kind of have a more of a voice, and so let, and and I wanted people to understand the profundity of the plants. And so, for, so for me, I don't know. I just kind of like it took me quite. A, it took me a year to even kind of 
convince myself it was a good idea I could or I could even write a book <laughs> but um you know but but I only you know I only sent it to inner traditions and they would you know they were like yes write it so um I was like okay people want to hear this if the publishers think people want to hear it then you know people clearly do so um so yeah I just wanted to teach people a methodology that was easy for people to learn but then they could just apply it to any plant or tree that they wanted to learn from or heal with in in a shamanic way but also just to awaken that magic up within themselves and just to empower people you know to and so the book really it, it is taught in the celtic tradition but it can be applied to other traditions i use the celtic medicine wheel for example but you know the native americans have a very similar medicine wheel that that can be worked with just the same way and so it's just kind of put it all into kind of a spiritual context for people about how we can work with the plants for our spiritual development and our inner transformation our healing and um you know at the end of the day i i feel that this realm that we're in this, this planet earth is a, a realm where we've come to learn self-mastery and and this for me was is the most profound path that i've found Mm, mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm curious, are there certain plants you work with like on a daily basis or you have a practice with that, that kind of support you just in, in today? Um, on a daily basis, yeah, there are some plants that, that I take on a uh, work with on a daily basis, such as hawthorn, you know, you can, oh. that's a heart medicine. Um, and so hawthorn is one of those plants that you can just take continuously and every day you don't have to have a break. You know, you can't kind of OD uh -huh. on hawthorn, for example. Um, uh -huh. You know, it's just really beautiful. It's heart opening. So it keeps me centered in my heart. So if I'm having a bad day, you know, and we all have a lot of challenges and, you know, in our modern life then we need to kind of help keep us balanced in our heart center. And so hawthorn mm -hmm. helps me do that. But then there are other plants that, and but then, plants come and go as well like people yeah, in our yeah, life yeah. and so so I'm currently working with rose for that I, I have like a beautiful oh. rose garden here and so the roses have really come strong this year there's a, they're really abundant and really oh. vibrant so I've made an essence um an essence remedy and I'm taking the the rose and so rose helps me to do that in a different way so rose helps me mm -hmm. to kind of establish mm -hmm. more love for myself not just love mm -hmm. for the world but we need we need that love for ourselves primarily, like you mentioned again at the start of the, the show. It's like that that's the, you know, the, the what I find with my clients is most issues that people have, it comes down to a lack of self-love or a lack of self-worth. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And so or, and so if we can work with plants just around those two issues and find plants that can we can solve a lot of our issues in our life and Absolutely. our problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I heard there was there's an old um, I think it was a Native American saying or, or maybe it's an Asian saying I forget that if there's some kind of disease imbalance or something in a person that there's a plant growing within 45 feet or 50 feet of where they live that can help with whatever condition that is. Have you heard yeah. that? We have a similar kind of tradition in this country, a similar kind of um, understanding that if, if a plant suddenly appears in your garden and it's not been there before, then you have to take notice of it. 
or if you're if your dandelions suddenly become prolific in your garden, then you need to look at your liver. You, you, you probably need a liver cleanse, you know? So, so yeah, there is this symbiotic nature, uh, symbiotic relationship really um, between you and your garden, between you and your environment. We're not separate for it. So the, so nature's constantly speaking to us. We just need to hear it. We just, right. and so these, these sayings and these kind of like these traditions and folklore, even in my country, you know, they do have some truth in them. And, right. and, and, and I've, I've put it to the test. If something's appeared in my garden, like a foxglove appeared in my garden once. And so it's like, and, and I really, once I looked into the attributes of the foxglove, I really needed it. <laughs> you know? So, so absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a beautiful, um, way to establish um your connection to nature is just notice it right 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 yeah just notice when something shows up it's kind of like i know i know a lot of people like if an animal suddenly shows up in their life they'll google i do this too it's like you know uh, a spirit animal such and such you know and then they get a little message about it but then we don't tend to think of the same thing with plants right so plants suddenly shows up okay well what's what's the characteristic of that plant what does that plant help you with um, and it... yeah it's, it's because animals move much quicker than plants and so plants move mm-hmm. on the slower level and so we have to meet them at that slower level and so because our minds are racing in the you know right, in one right. life so we have to kind of slow down to notice the plants which yeah, is good for right. us too <laughs> yes, absolutely. Something we definitely need to these days. Uh, uh, oh, I see Sanaya on the Facebook Live says in the 1951 version of Disney's Alice in Wonderland, there's a song that says you can learn a lot of things from flowers. Subliminally, people were onto it. <laughs> I also yeah. live by an old book called Back to Eden that is based on natural self-healing on herbs and plants. It's a wonderful book by Jethro Cross my grandmother introduced me to when I was 10. Oh, wonderful, Sanaya. Um, Okay, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. When we come back, let's talk about just in general in today's environment with the pandemic and everyone's working more virtual, like what kinds of plants maybe can people work with today and how can, you know, what kinds of things can support people in today's environment in particular, given that, you know, we've all seen such a massive shift and we're in the middle of this big change that we could all use a little more support. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, We've been speaking this hour with Emma Farrell, author of the book, Journeys with Plant Spirits, and we will be right back after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us.
Assemble. Pet lovers. Pet Avengers Assemble. On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. To the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Emma Farrell, author of the book Journeys with Plant Spirits. So, Emma, what plants do you find with, with the additional stress people are on today, with this uncertainty everyone is facing? What plants in general do you find support people, or is it so individualized that we can't even make a broad recommendation like that? No, we can make um, broad recommendations, absolutely. Of course, everybody's dealing with everything in their own way, having their own unique experiences. But generally, you know, we've all, we're all carrying quite a bit of trauma from the last few years, um, you know, in different ways uh, that's still kind of still resolving within us. And so some people might need that trauma shifting through or recognizing it. And so there are certain plants um, like fireweed, rose bay willow herb, which um, grows all the way through the states up to Alaska, and um, and this plant in an in an essence form, and an essence is a vibratory resonance, so it doesn't contain the actual chemical compounds of the plant like a tincture does. It's the bioresonance of the plant. It's the imprint of the consciousness of the plant. And so like, when you like take a that, homeopathic uh, remedy, similar, similar, yeah. Um, but it comes in liquid form. And um, so when you take an essence of fireweed, rose bay willow herb, this really helps to move shock and trauma out from the cellular level of the body. And so because we're, we're bringing in that kind of resonance. So if, if you think about how um, fireweed moves through um, the, the trauma, traumatized landscapes, you know, fireweed moves in. And, and fireweed needs to be, or its seed almost needs to be traumatized a little bit to, to germinate, actually. And so it really works on that trauma level within humans as well. So what works in the land works in the humans and vice versa, mm. um, often. And so, and so fireweed can really be really helpful. Some of us might feel that we've had our roots kind of, you know, take put the rug pulled out from underneath us. We don't really know where we are. We're kind of like, oh, I'm just not finding my space. I'm not finding who I, you know, I've lost sense of myself. And so the oak, working with the oak tree, meditating with the oak tree, connecting with the oak tree, taking an essence of an oak tree, really bringing and speaking to the oak tree because the oak can, has deep roots. It has strength. It's got stability. It's all about sovereignty. You know, sovereignty is a big, big kind of topic, isn't it, at the moment? Because yeah. like, what does it mean? How deep can we take that understanding? And so oak not only gives us that strength, but it helps us to understand sovereignty in a really deep level because the spirit of oak 
is a really noble king. It's that divine masculine that we all need to, females as well, we need to establish and remember what that divine masculine is within ourselves, as well as the divine feminine, but we can't forget the masculine, you know? Um, And so the oak can really help ground us. It's a solar plant, you know, it's connected to the sun. So it's really joyous, it's uplifting. So we can be grounded and uplifted at the same time. And it helps us to hold space our own space and if we're holding space for others if other people are sick etc then it really helps us to do that and so so what it does is it kind of just you you're just you're repatterning your energy field when you're working with these Mm. plants and trees this way and you know the energy field the body the mind it's all one and so by bringing these plants into your energy field you're helping your mind you're helping your mind to understand you're opening you're cleansing Mm-hmm. keeping your energy field clean is part of my one of my biggest kind of messages and, and, and part of my book actually because um you know if you've got a, a, a toxic and clogged energy field with attachments etc then you're going to have an influenced mind you're going to have false thoughts you're going to have dark thoughts you're going to have etc so all of these plants and trees sitting under a tree taking essences taking beautiful like good quality herbal teas Um, these all help to cleanse us and so by cleansing ourselves especially if you live in a city you know these are psychically toxic places we need to constantly be having salt baths with beautiful essential oils in them etc to cleanse the energy field and keep our mind nice and clean Um, and therefore you know in the energy field like attracts like so if, we, if we're nice and clean, we'll, att- uh, we'll attract nice, clean situations rather than, you know, toxic ones. Uh, uh, and, and I think also one of the things I just want to point out that what you said is it's not always about taking an essence, right? It's not always about taking something into your body. It sometimes can just be as simple as having a plant in your environment, as you mentioned before. Like I remember somebody once said, like, if you want to have more peace and and, and calm in your office, like have a pink carnation there, like pink carnations, the vibration of it just creates more harmony, right? So it, it's not always about having to take something, can be just working with it in your environment. Yeah, but it works better if you're conscious with it, obviously. Yes. So you yes. can put that pink carnation there and then you can completely forget about it and you can just be mm-hmm. ranting on the phone, you know, and not kind of like paying any attention. And so it'll have a level, but it will be quite a subtle influence. It's not going to have a huge influence, but if you're conscious with it, because when we when we bring plants into our environment, it's it's about creating a co it's a co-creative experience. So we have to do something with the plants if we want to create that harmonious situation. Okay, I will work with that pink carnation to create that harmonious um, relationship. To that sorry that harmonious environment by recognizing the harmonious frequency that that pink carnation is carrying tuning into it when I get into my office and 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 allowing myself to feel that harmony and then allowing that because I can see it it's there it reminds me and then I can bring it into the day that I'm starting my day off well and hopefully that will just kind of help your day go and flow in a much healthier and harmonious way so yes it's not necessarily ingesting anything but it's always about consciously being with the plant right i i I see patty says she has a salon she worked in that had spider plants hanging in pots of jade trees all throughout 
are there particular plants, uh, uh, house plants that you think are good to have in our environment? Um, all plants are good to have in your environment. I don't know. I'm, I can't pick favorites, I'm afraid. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm friends with too many. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I like big leafed plants and I like the plant, you know, because they, they, they kind of, they, they kind of take, they purify the air very well. Right. And so to, if you purify the plants that purify air, they're, they're the best spider plants are brilliant air purifiers. Yeah. And so, you know, plants that you just feel connected to, you know, the ones that you like, I mean, I've got, got a, a beautiful money plant here and, you know, and, and it's not necessarily the money, actually. I just like, I just like the circular leaves. I just think they're really funny and they're cute and it's got a really sweet personality. So, so just, choose the plants that you feel connected to that and it's like anything you know it's like what does what resonates with me oh i get a really nice harmonious feeling i i i have if, if you're feeling really frazzled you know and you've got really the nervous issue don't don't have cactuses around you know have a nice soothing gentle flowing water type plant you know um like fazio or you know that's, that's just going to help you to kind of rebalance Right. So that because that's what nature can help us do, rebalance. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Emma, I could talk to you for hours, literally. Oh. I mean, it's such a dear topic to my 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 own heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to come out to come on the show. We're out of time, unfortunately. Um, please, if if people would like to learn more about your work uh, and 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 contact you, what, what's your website? How can people find you? Sure. Thank you. It's thank you for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, my website is plantconsciousness.com. And um, yeah, my book is Journeys with Plant Spirits. And so I have journeyswithplantspirits.com. Um, so those two websites. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, thank uh, you. And if you ever make it to New York City, please look me up. I'd love to ah. get together, share a cup of tea with you and, and continue the conversation. Okay. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sam. It's been my honor. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. Always a pleasure. Without you, there's no show. Um, I hope you've gotten something out of this show. If you did, please feel free to share it with your friends, your families. And, and remember, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc or on all of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. Um, please stay tuned for the other wonderful shows we have on the network. Uh, again, later today at 5 p.m., we have Frank About Health. Uh, and tomorrow on Fridays, we always have our business block of shows, uh, Philanthropy and Focus, always Friday and Wise Content Creates Well. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I, remember next week, I'll have another great guest. So we will talk to you all next week.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.